Welcome to The Hunter's Home, a Monster Hunter community podcast for hunters by hunters. Hunters, and welcome to the Hunter's Hub, Episode 3. Today, uh, it's just Wrath of Gog and myself again. Um, we tried to get some guests to talk about Generation 2, but um, things got complicated, schedules got messed up, and here we are. So, howdy, Gog. How's it going? Um, I'm doing great. Um, so, today we wanted to talk about uh, just sort of a retrospective on a few monsters that maybe we won't see in World coming up. And those two monsters are going to be the Yi and Kutku, and the, uh, of course, anything associated with Yi and Kutku, as far as like subspecies and that kind of thing. And then also Ostelos. So, we're going to talk about some newer and older monsters and sort of go into a lot of in-depth on what they were and that kind of thing. Um, so people who are joining in Monster Hunter World may have heard these monsters and, you know, make a joke about them or something. And, you know, maybe they have a good idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, Gog, how how do you feel about the Yi and Kaiku? What? Well, so, he came way before your time, so oh, I yeah, want to know how you feel about Monster him. 1, correct? Yes. And he was a demon at first. What do you mean by a demon? I've heard he was terrible in MH1. He was just like really hard to fight. He's unpredictable for sure. Yeah. And obviously he has like horrible hitboxes and everything else that most of them had. So that'd be kind of scary with him and all of his instant movement. Uh, yeah. I, I still I still very much disagree with the idea of instant movement. Um, okay. Cause... Yeah, because you got like the whole thing about, oh, he's turning this way. That means he's doing this. I haven't thought about that before. Yeah. He just moves fast for me, and I'm like, holy crap. Um, he did have the most ridiculous charge. Uh, and you still see it in Generations, that thing where he's just he got his head his arched head back up. and forth, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's sort of like, he just runs like a chicken. Yeah. And so he gets the aptly named Chicken Wyvern. Um, hmm. Although a lot of people called Rathalos Chicken Wyvern also, because Rathalos had a tendency to flee very often. You like when a monster leaves the fight. Or fellows would like do it like I don't know in half the time and twice as often. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, in Monster Hunter One, that is. Um, so for me, the Yi and Kutku is actually the monster that made me fall in love with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned a couple times, like I, I did my first quest and I was hooked, um, and it was a Yi and Kutku. Um, I ran into uh, area two of the original jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea what the maps were or that kind of stuff. So I was literally just looking around on the map. I was like, oh, okay, this is like a lot of trees and stuff. I wonder, oh yeah, I can walk through most of them. <laughs> um, it was just, you know, sort of exploring. I, it was literally my first time playing, um, 
and I was online with two friends and they were like, yeah, let's hunt a cuckoo. It'll be easy for him. Let's do it. Hmm. And, um, I see in the chat, watch out with like a bunch of, uh, exclamation marks. It just, it does a little blip of the chat. Yeah. Cause they're, they're sitting with their keyboards on their lap trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, I'm like, huh? And I, I turn my camera and then, like, the thing is, like, three inches from me, and it's basically at the end of a charge where it's tripping. Oh, so I thought yeah. it was I thought it was lunging at me. And it's the first time I've ever seen Kaiku or anything. Yeah, anything. Yeah, uh, and he bowls into me. I'm aside from the opening cutscene, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, he bowls into me and knocks me out of the area, and I roll across the area. I zone into Area 3 or whichever one. It was, like, basically alongside the river. And I was like, what was that? That was awesome. <laughs> oh, like, that's awesome. Um, and, you know, when you, so I was just like, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, when you get zoned, it doesn't matter how you get zoned. You just appear standing in the next area. Yeah. Too. <laughs> and I was just like standing at the end of the log. I was like, okay, that was also weird. <laughs> um, so I, I ran back in and I literally had the hunter's, is it called the hunter's knife? Um, um, the original sword and shield. Um, I think so. Because um, in the original games, they also didn't give you all the weapons. It was literally just you started with a sword and shield. Um, <laughs> and it was like a really bad one that, that sucks. I'm not even sure had yellow sharpness. It may have had yellow but it went to orange really quick. Hmm. Uh, it was not good. Um, so it was a kind of a big deal to get like a decent chunk of yellow in the beginning. <laughs> and people well, were yeah, like, yeah, you only went to like green a decent game, chunk so of green. I guess there would be yeah. more of a progression to get there. Yeah, yeah. The, the best things had a, a ton of green and that was it. Um, so we just... Like my friends and I, uh, they mostly did all the work. I bounced off and used a potion here and there, and I had to learn how to use a potion. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty memorable experience for me. So the Kutku has always had like a special place in my heart, and I'm, I suspect that a lot of people's like first big hunts was the Kutku. Yeah. That played in those older days. Um, well, it's funny because. Um... Like, when you just said, like, the Kaku's, like, the first one. Um, I never really thought about it before, but I think in Monster Hunter Generations, like, the first one you'd probably fight is the Macau, correct? Yeah, the first boss monster. Yeah, um, and especially in training, you fight it. And I think that's really funny because when I first taught my girlfriend how to play, to no avail, unfortunately, but she tried to use... I think she tried using the dual blades, and she was trying to fight that thing. And it was just, it was very funny to watch, like, and think about how there are tons and tons of other people who are actively trying to get into this game, and are going into the training and trying, training and being like, oh my god, this is the first thing I've ever fought and I have no idea what I'm doing. And, like, seeing her messing around the potions and not knowing how to use potions and all that stuff, like... I remember when I was like that, and I was trying to learn how to play the game. <laughs> it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone goes through that same process. I don't know. Yeah. It's just crazy. And to think that we're not that great of a player 
yet we still know how to get into our potions, unlike most people that start out. Just because the game doesn't really teach you much. No, it doesn't. Especially I'm, in I'm Generations, pretty... I don't think they teach you really anything. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think there's a lot of direction um, no. in any of the games, really. <laughs> uh, you get you get walls of text, and if you're like me, you, I'm very you don't read them. Oh, uh, that's true of any game. I get in trouble all the time for not reading quests on <laughs> anything. Um, and it's kind of funny. Consider I consider myself more of a lore, and like uh, I really enjoy like the sort of bigger world of games. Oh, and yeah. You would think that you know, reading all the text would attribute to that. Nope. And most of the time, yeah, that's where a lot of the reading comes in. It's like you del- delve deeper into the text, but not tutorials, <laughs> like not things that are barring not the helpful life. things. Yeah. Like that stuff. I am just very adverse to it. Um, it, it takes me maybe 10 minutes to get used to a controls and I just go like, I don't care. <laughs> what what whatever is being said um distinct uh distinctly i remember playing uh the original donkey kong country on super nintendo i literally took like five minutes to learn the controls and then i just went and i was pretty decent at the game like it was this just how i play and i did the same thing with monster hunter i went in so it wasn't my. I think they force you to go on a tutorial quest in the start hmm. of the number one um, before you can go online. I think it's been a long time. I could be wrong, but I did do some stupid quest before I went on that Kaiku yeah. hunt before I could join them, uh, which is why I could only do one quest before I had to go to bed because I think I was fifteen or sixteen uh, at that point. I was sixteen. Um, and I still had a bedtime at 16 <laughs> um, so uh, like I had to go and of course we were I mentioned before I was leaving for vacation like the next morning so I got that taste of the game and I was gone mm-hmm. for two weeks uh, thinking about that game the whole time but uh, I did that tutorial quest and I learned a couple of the combos with the, the sword and shield and I just sort of went with it and stopped paying attention to anything the game was saying about it so i just click through everything which is why i hate forced tutorials yeah because it's like i don't i don't care i'll figure it out i guess i don't know i feel like i'm 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 happy that they're going to do something though in monster hunter like the new monster hunter world though because i think a lot of people do want some direction the pro like I get that walls of text are annoying, but if they don't make it walls of text and they at least teach you something at all about the game, that's a good thing in my book. Yeah, yeah. My ideal situation is that they have a pretty good tutorial that they yeah. sort of walk you through everything. Like when they did the thing like in the intro where it was just showing him running up the back of Saro Mag- Magdu. I don't know what his name was. Big Lava Dude. Yeah. Um, like they climbed, they moved around. He had to like he evaded across the wall or something. He at least did something. He had to like sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he'd probably land on the ground, not have a weapon to his name. He'd have to run through probably stealthily to the town, then get a weapon, and then you 
probably figure it out more from there, from the tutorials and stuff. You can choose to do. Because I doubt they're going to make you go through every single tutorial for every single weapon. That would be ridiculous, and they won't ever do that. They'll give you the oh, yeah. option, and I think that's the base thing. And also, a lot of Monster Hunter games, they do say, are you an expert? Like, do you want tutorials? And you can say no, and then they'll bypass those. Besides yeah, the that's what I, ones, they like. They that's what I was going to say, is I hope I can just skip mm-hmm. some of that stuff. I just want to get into it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that comes out of Friday, I think. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I could be wrong. It could be the standard Tuesday. Uh, check now. The 26th is a Friday. So mm-hmm. we will be doing a podcast on the 27th. So that's not a lot Ooh. of time to talk about it. So that'll be cool. We'll <laughs> just be gushing about this and I'll be sitting there going, oh, that's, that's nice, you PS4 person. I'm going to be over here with my PC and waiting. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, Sorry. Man. It sucks, man. <laughs> um, back to uh, Keku. Um, to describe what he kind of what is is he's he's one of the very first bird wyverns that you fight, uh, and bird wyvern doesn't necessarily mean it looks like a bird. It's just sort of bird structured. I, I mean, he looks like a bird. He's got a beak. Yeah, he does have a beak, but I mean, he doesn't have feathers. He's very dinosaur-looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a severe underbite. Oh yeah, uh, looks like a like a caveman underbite, and so his <laughs> beak is like uh, the bottom jaw of his beak is like yeah. three times as big as his like upper jaw. I think the easiest um, way to explain it is that like a pelican. He looks. Almost. He looks like a um, like an armored bird without like feathers. He's got just, like, plating on him instead. He's still got those skinny proportions with big parts like a head and stuff, but it's very, like, just, like, stick. Like, it's it's just, like, covered. Man, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess he's just got scales on him instead of feathers. Um, he's kind of got the dragony thing, so he's got some little wings, little tiny, tiny wings. Got the little feet, little bird feet. He's got a big bird beak, and he has a fan on his head and then he's got frills yeah tiny little stubby tail yet somehow it reaches 500 feet whenever you're near it because <laughs> he smacks you around somehow i don't even know how he hits you with that thing but when he does he hits you way harder than anything else he does yeah i think another thing to note uh in the latest iteration you can only break his ears twice i think could you not do that weight. before no, it was once before. Okay. And maybe you can still break his beak, but I don't think you. Can. No, no, no. I think you. I think it's a one-time break on him now. Okay. I. I, I could. I could be wrong. I could be very Ian wrong. Ian Garuga is the one that has double breaks now. Yes. But that's another um, monster that we're not talking about today. Yeah. We might. It depends on if he's in the world, though. Then we'll wait. Yeah, yeah, we all we don't really know everything that's going to be in world, yeah. but just to just uh, to put a perspective for everyone, though, like we don't want to talk about Rathalos and Raytheon and Baroth because if they're in a world, they'll probably have new mechanics or just you know variations to what they do in some way that will be 
more interesting to discuss when we can actually compare them to the originals. So mm -hmm. that's just that's very true. Yeah. So that's just kind of the main reason we're doing that. But, yep. Yeah, we want to avoid also. Uh, I assume that uh, After World will also be doing um, the same discussion, except with the ones in World, since we now know which ones are there. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to have to double up on that discussion, because then you just basically like, yeah, um, refer to episode X, and <laughs> we're gonna. No, we're not sell out you like there. that. We're not gonna make you have to jump back and forth through them. Especially when they're an hour <laughs> yeah. and a half long, and you have to sort through it. That'd be ridiculous. Sometimes two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we have guests. Yeah. Um, so, Cutku is uh, it's got he's one of the most uh, most personalityed monsters, <laughs> I would say too. Um, just because he's so goofy. Uh, not only does he look goofy. Because he has a long neck and he's got that frill, so yeah. he's looking around, he almost looks like a submarine with like a <laughs> periscope coming up. Uh, sometimes with how how tall his neck goes above his body, um, but uh, it it's also like the way he runs. Like they they all had that sort of goofy, like looking stilted run to begin with in, in the original Monster Hunters, but Cutku has sort of embraced it. <laughs> And Definitely. is just is a flailing chicken. Um, the closest I thing is. I can't believe Rapalos did that. He didn't flail like that, oh. but he he did stumble uh, after every charge, like Kaku. So what Kaku does is Kaku doesn't really do that, but once he gets PO'd, that's when he actually starts to stumble because he's running literally so fast and so hard he just can't control himself. Right. Which yeah. is what's so funny about him. He starts running mm. crazy fast. He does like a little, he like hunches back. This is kind of his like ultimate move. He hunches back and he sits there for a second. And then he sprints forward and he's squawking and he's firing fireballs everywhere. And he's like just sprinting forward and then he collapses on the ground. Mm -hmm. It's very entertaining. Yeah, yeah he, he shoots fireballs left, right, left, right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think. Yeah, well, it's depending on how far he goes, but basically it just alternates left and right. Um, so it's it's not enough to just dodge out of the way. You got to dodge twice because you, you may get hit with a fireball if you don't go to the right yeah. side. Um, you have to go directly. Charge. Like you kind of want to go around him at a diagonal. I yeah. Um, um, well, when, when I, you break I his ears, question. sure. How do we want to go about talking about these monsters? Because do we want to start off with how we first met them, and then we can go into the details of what they like, what their mechanics are, how they move. I don't really want to go Interesting in depth mechanics. I just want to sort of do oh. a high level discussion about the monster because because right. in, in depth mechanics are really going to be useless to most people for the intent of what we're doing. Yeah, because it's going to be more focused on. Just remembering them, right? Okay. No yeah, we're not we're not doing a tutorial on how to fight them. Yeah, I don't think anyone needs that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially for Kaku. Yeah, Kaku, you can just kind of chop at him and he dies. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem to mention mechanics if it's relevant to the discussion. I just don't think that, that that's going to be a goal to just sort of. This is how you beat Kaku. Like, 
Well, well, let's ask you, the viewer. Do you let's let's ask straw poll. Do you want to hear about the mechanics of a tiny flailing chicken and how it moves? Go now and subscribe and like and other sellouty things. <laughs> Donate oh, to my Patreon. Geez. Not even the sub one. Like all three. Ortuan's Patreon, my Patreon, Michelle's <laughs> I Patreon. I don't even know who Michelle is. <laughs> Just donate to her. Find, go on Patreon, look up Michelle, the first one there. Donate to it. I was thinking Michelle Branch. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Go find her. Donate to her. <laughs> does, she, does she have a Patreon? I don't know. <laughs> you said Michelle. I'm the only <laughs> Michelle that I can think of that was like somewhat famous as Michelle Branch. <laughs> This is all staying in, by the way. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you gotta stay in. I, um, went, I went too far with this. Now it's got to be there forever, so I can okay. I can regret it. Um. So, anyways, the uh, the cut coup. Um. So it, it definitely has this this personality about it. Um. I, and I think that it, it became a pseudo fan favorite for a lot of people. You see a mm-hmm. lot of fan uh, art artwork about Kaku. Um, I mean, you made one. I did. Which is um, very cool. It's it's very simple. It's just its head. Yeah, um, but at least you can draw anything. Like, uh, like at least you can draw something. When I draw, it's just like it's interpretive art. <laughs> it's just kind of like a circle with some eyes and it's like it could be a cuckoo, it could be a person it could be some nostrils I don't know <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I've always yeah I tried but I'm not always too happy about what I do I think um, I think eventually I'm going to be doing some artwork for the channel and for everything oh that'd be um, sweet I just have to get the time to do it um, yeah no sweat but uh, all of that aside, uh, it, yeah, it, it's a it's a fan favorite by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's got this uh, crazy roar that uh, it's 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 kind of like if you just sort of like digitized like a little kid roar. I kind of feel like that's what it would sound like. It, to me, it sounds it's like. like hmm. Sounds like a crow, mm-hmm. but then it's like sped up. Like they put like three crows together, and then they just sped them up. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we like you'll probably be hearing it right now, and if it sounds like three crows sped up, cool. If it doesn't, well, you know what it sounds like, so you don't need to compare it to anything. Um, <laughs> um. That's very different interpretations, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yours is like a child roaring but but digitized and mine's three crows. Yeah. Well, it kinda sounds like someone saying roar. You know, doing that roar kind of thing. Goes, yeah, it's like roar and then like it, you know, it's digitized and distorted and whatever it's to make it sound like a monster. It's, thing. it's very screechy. Mm-hmm. I d I don't see the crow thing, but hey, you know, <laughs> More power to you. Always. Um, so, you got this really goofy fan made, you know, fan loved monster. Um, and it, the crazy thing is that it was dropped in third generation for favor of Curry Pecco. Um, yeah. Which is a strong monster. 
Um, I never had a problem with Curry Pecco, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that I could no longer fight a Kaku. So mm-hmm. uh, when it came back in for you, I think a lot of people were really hyped about that. Um, and it's kind of funny because it's not a challenging monster. Um, now I'm sure it would be challenging if it was, uh, attack and defense and health were sort of on the same tier as like Gravius and that kind of stuff. Like if it was just oh, a, yeah, like, a longer fight, um, I think it would just be just as challenging. Um, so it, it's challenging in the, in the mechanics of it pretty well, but because it's such a low tier monster as far as health and attack goes, it's de- defeated pretty easily. Yeah, it's um, it's a very Kaku is very annoying. He has a lot of moves that are just gonna get you, and you don't want him to. But he just kind of he runs and like he turns really fast. He runs. He turns really fast. He runs. He turns really fast, and then he'll fake you out and he'll spin and slap you with his tail. He'll just stop. Mm-hmm. He'll be in the middle of his giant run. He'll just stop and swing his tail, um, which is really annoying. But it, it like it's made to deter you when you try to run around him when he's sprinting at you, um, and the other thing is because he's just so small, when you're trying to attack him, it's really hard to not be in a position that you'll get slapped around by him, mm-hmm. um, and or by teammates. Oh yeah, you'll you'll smack your teammates around definitely because you have like two feet of space on him to hit. Um, yeah, you really people. have to. Yeah, if you've got four people, I mean, you really just have to have someone at the head, someone behind, and mm-hmm. person on. I mean, you basically just have to make a. Yeah, and the first thing you have to do is actually him. get to those positions when he stops for half a second. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there's there was a lot of uh, upswings and oh, knock definitely. knockaways and stuff when I when I fought him with friends back in the day. Yeah, actually, it reminds me. I didn't actually explain my first time meeting him. Because I actually met him. Oh, after. yeah. I, I didn't see him for a long time from when I started playing. Because I played through Try and I played through Monster Hunter Ultimate. And then I got to For You. And that's when yeah. I saw him. Um, which was a very interesting experience. I was trying to use the Charge Blade. And I went out. And I was like... I should be fighting these little, small, easy monsters so I can learn how to use my crappy weapons that I don't know what I'm doing with. Mm-hmm. And I ran up and I was using the... I think that it was just the original charge blade. It wasn't anything cool or special. So it had impact. So I was focused on his head. And the problem Yeah, which with, is a good idea. Yeah, which is cool because you can knock him out with a weapon that does cutting damage, which is something really interesting to me. And I, yeah. I moved in, and didn't really know how to use the weapon, but I knew how to charge it. I didn't know how to get the red shield. I just knew how to charge it and use the X for the the uh, yeah the impact attacks. Um, and I remember trying to hit his head, and because he was so small, I would always hit his wings or his legs. And even when he was knocked down, and I finally hit him in the face. It would end up being that I would do the double swing, I'd move forward a little bit, and then when I went back into the super, I would slap him on the wings. Um, and again, most of the time, I wouldn't even hit him on the wings, I'd probably just hit the ground next to him, because I didn't know what I was doing. But it was such a hard thing to do, especially when he was actually actively running around. Um, 
it was just me chasing after him and rolling around because I didn't know what to do because I was so slow with the axe. And when I tried to use the sword, it was just kind of me using the normal X's attacks. I didn't learn about how to use the charge, like the A charge attack, until I watched someone playing for you. I watched Cantus speedrunning. That was it. Okay. Never had ever watched a speedrunner before until then. And he was fighting Tiastra. And he runs up and he's going, shing, and he goes, and he does a little double swing. And I was like, what is he doing? It's so cool. He looks so strong. He's like <laughs> smacking at it because he does like a, because when you do the charge and you swing with it, it just, it's enough anticipation that it looks really devastating. And for you, it was a really strong move. Um, so kind of trying to watch a guy do like using the charge blade because I don't know how to do it. And then seeing him do that like blew my mind. Um, but yeah, like I did not know how to use the charge blade at all when I started out. So me trying to fight a cuckoo, which is fast and running around, it was horrible. Like I ended up having to use a long sword to kill him because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, hmm. I think, I think he might've carded me just because he runs back and forth so fast. I couldn't like react, which is disappointing because I made it to G rank. Well, no, in 3U I made it to... I think I made it to, like, Bracky before, because I went back and finished G, like, I got through G rank much later, but I was in, I was in high rank, and I knew what I was doing, and I got destroyed by a small, tiny chicken thing. It's just disappointing. <laughs> Very disappointing. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. It's, uh, it's always disappointing to get to your first, like, legit, I would say, uh, cart. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just get carded because you're not paying attention or that kind of thing. Ah, whatever, right? It just happened. But, like, the first time you actually got bested mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because you're like, okay, I did not understand what was going on there or that yeah. kind of thing, uh, where it feels like your own fault. Uh, I think that recently happened with me in Double Cross mm-hmm. where, like, I legit just got carded. And it's kind of bad because I'm still in Low Star Villager when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um I want to say that it was Rathian. Okay. And I, I, I've said before, Rathian tends to kill me. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's... Um, I'm very good at avoiding the tail flip most of the time, but sometimes it does hit me, and I think that's what gets me, is the poison. Okay. Yeah. She knocks you... Like, if, if you're in low rank, she hits you hard enough that you'll sometimes die... When you're trying to take an antidote or a potion, which is the most frustrating yeah. thing in the world, because you see your guy take it, see the little green thing go, ping, and then you go dead right before it actually yeah. activates. Actually, it wasn't a Rathian. I'm, I remember now. It was a Gypsurus. Um, oh well. Okay, well, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's literally Kutku, but larger and ten times more annoying. It does the exact same <laughs> movements, except it uses. Poison and spits on you. It flashes, not like flashing like the good kind, I guess, to some people, but flashes like a light that makes you blind and you can't move and you're dazed. And then it has a yep. rubber tail, which it swings around at the slowest possible speed, yet it stretches out really far. It's really weird. And then it also has a rubber hide, which means that it doesn't get in a shock trap. 
Mm-hmm. It's super annoying, and I hate it. And that's it. Yeah. I was gonna say it's it's the it's the turkey to it, it, it's uh it's, it's if Kutku is a chicken. He's the turkey. Uh, Gypsorsis is a turkey. Just larger yeah. and louder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, he got me, uh, with poison and he wombo comboed me with mm-hmm. his, uh, pecs, um, which both, uh, mm-hmm. most bird wyverns have that attack where they just sort of do that rapid pecking. Yeah. Um, That's another and, thing that he can come out of his charge with too. Mm-hmm. He can run at you and then he pecks a lot and it's really annoying for people that use a shield because whenever you deflect something and you're not using mega dash juice, it cuts down a considerable amount of your um, stamina. So they keep smacking it multiple times with those little pecks, then your stamina goes way down, and then once your stamina is at zero and they peck you, you basically get knocked off your feet. Um, yeah. And another thing that that usually does that's kind of, it's, it's counter against some things is things like the charge blade. Um, you can use a guard point to block attacks and move through the attack and attack. There's a lot of attacking mm-hmm. in that sense. I can explain that better. Basically, you do a certain move that puts your shield in front of you, so the monster will attack you, and then you can move through that. Um, like you basically brace yourself through that and continue into an attack on the monster itself. And this is really useful, except when something can attack you multiple times, because you only deflect that one attack, and then you're into an attack mode where you don't really have that shield defense anymore, and then they'll just hit right. you and knock you out of it. Yeah, Kaku Kaku has a little bit of tricks up his sleeve where he, he sort of um he sort of makes you have to play a little bit more defensively than you would like. So that's he sort of tricks some mid-tier uh mid-tier hunting, you know, hunters um because, you know, like ah oh, this thing's easy for him, but you'll get you get caught out on a few moves. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. cart you, but you can get hit um at some points where you're just like overestimate um underestimate your opponent there i was gonna say um kutku is again such a weak monster because of how low it is basically in the tier rankings of just how much health and attack and defense it has um so much so that my brother um in freedom unite that's probably the most my brother played was in freedom unite Mm -hmm. Um, he would just for fun, just to relax, he would sit on the couch with his PSP, um, and he would just kill cutcus. He would just <laughs> completely just run speed run cutcus. Um, and he decided that he was gonna kill over a thousand cutcus. He was gonna put that on his hunter notes. Um, I do not remember the exact number in which he stopped doing that. Um, but he got over a thousand. Uh, definitely. I think Jeez. he was. I, I'm not for sure, but I think it was in the two thousand three hundred range. Oh my god! Uh, he, he would, yeah, and he would just sit there, and it, he got it down to. I think his best time was a minute fifteen. So he come starts the quest, a minute fifteen past when quest clear comes up. That's crazy. It includes finding the monster. I can't. He and that was high rank yeah. or low rank. Uh, low rank, okay. I think. Um, 
I don't think it was high rank. He but he would just do it just to, just for the fun of yeah, he just beat, beating, beating up a poor, a poor bird. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, he he likes Kaku a lot. Um, that's I why he wanted to kill it two thousand three hundred times. That's what I do to everything I love. They don't like me that well, much. Well, I mean, I like to kill a lot of Diablos because I think it's a fun fight. So, oh yeah, I think as a hunter, when you like something, you tend to hunt it more often. Kaku, Maybe. all it did was scare me because it was the only guild quest I could really get anything I wanted on. Mm. And it was, and obviously I play solo, so trying to go to like frenzy Kaku is kind of horrifying. Because he runs real yeah. fast. Holy crap. I can't remember finding a frenzied one in Jen. It's horrifying. He also does a thing where he, um, he, uh, in his frenzy form, because you know how, like, frenzy and apex, they get, like, kind of weird different things to their moves, right? Yeah. Like, Devil Joe gets the, um, when he does his, his curved stomp, he, uh, makes, like, a earth, like, a fissure erupt from his foot out just towards somebody, which is... Horrible. Yeah. Well, Kutku did a thing where he would, like, kind of run towards you, but he wouldn't throw his fireballs, and then he would immediately turn and sprint at you with fireballs. So he'd, like, when he was frenzied, he'd just go, do-do-do-do-do, and then sprint at you really fast. It was horrifying. Because you'd dodge <laughs> him once, and then he'd be turned at you already, and he'd just, just bowl over you. Um, it was crazy. One of the things that the newer generations added to him mm-hmm. is the whole conchu diet. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he used to not really eat that much different than anything else. He, he used to just go to the sort of generic corpse plastered to the ground and eat that. Um, he wasn't like Narga where he's like, oh, he eats Kelby or, you know, he has a favorite prey or that kind of thing. Like, literally, mm-hmm. you just knew nothing about what he ate aside mm-hmm. from he, he eats the texture that everyone else eats. Uh, yeah, he ate Kaku, <laughs> which are the little uh, little roly-poly dudes. They're like little roly centipedes. Yeah, so the Conchu, um, the, the fact that he just sort of slams his beak in the ground uh, and eats them yeah, is kind of funny. Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny that they sort of retroactively gave a reason for the why he would just slam his beak into the ground that way. Because mm-hmm. um, Gypsorus, when it does that sort of rapid pecking, doesn't actually hit the ground. Yeah. Um, he, he just comes at you, peck, 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 and then like he's actually attacking you. But Kaku has always like hit the ground. And you're like, why? Why would you well... do that? I think he only smacks his face into the ground when he's tired, because he slams his face literally into the ground, and then he rips up mm-hmm. a kaku. Uh, kaku. No, he's not ripping up another one. He rips up a conchu, a little roly-poly dude, and then he, like, pops him back and somehow downs it down his skinny throat, which makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it must unroll or something, or he just <laughs> crushes it. Yeah, just um, with his throat. He just, he's got such strong throat muscles. He's... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Monster Hunter logic. Yeah. Gravity. Um, low gravity. That's why we can jump really high. Therefore, that's why we can put giant conchu things down our tiny throats. Done. Yeah. I mean, I don't think in the older games he actually slammed his face in the ground. I think that was added. Well, yeah, because exhaustion started... wasn't a thing until Try. Right. Yeah, exhaustion was not a thing until third generation. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, it was, it was, yeah, there was only two modes. There was normal and then there was enraged. (laughs) Um, there wasn't anything like, Oh, I'm tired. Uh, which is what we're describing as exhaustion. Um, so Kaku has had little update aside from this sort of, I eat conchus kind of thing. He's yeah. always kind of acted the same as far as like move sets and that kind of thing. Um, oh, they did have a subspecies for him. I, I don't know if it, the first time he saw him was in for you, but. Yeah, the there. first time that you see the subspecies, as we mentioned in mm-hmm. our Monster Hunter Gen 1 talk, is uh, uh, Monster Hunter uh, uh, G. Mm-hmm. So, MHG, which is the very first expansion to the game. Yep. Uh, so, the original Monster Hunter, uh, which would have been our equivalent of Monster Hunter Freedom. What was the um, new move that he gained back then? To be honest, I, d- I don't really remember. Okay, because in um, For You, there's two things that he earns. He earns the ability to, when you... like you, So, something that Konshu can do in G-Rank, in the newer games, is that he can... He'll be running at you, and then he can, like, stick his face down to the ground, and he'll pick up a Konshu, or two Konshus, and he'll throw them at you. And they'll roll across the ground. Yeah. You. So what blue country the blue country does are blue cut coup. Oh my goodness. It's a lot of yeah. conchu cut coup noises. Okay. He will grab them and then he will do a kind of an arc with his head and they'll spiral in towards you. Which is really yeah. scary because he then will charge at you. So you basically have to avoid a lot of different things at once and hope they don't hit you. Because it's just like the um, the Conchu will trip you when they hit you, which helps him set up to charge you. Um, another thing that he can do is he does this really weird thing now, where hold, he... Sorry? I do want to clarify, we're talking about blue Kaku yes. when you say he. Yes. So I, I don't think that was mentioned in the start of it. But yeah. Well, I, I said Yin Kaku can do the thing where he throws them at you. I said blue Kaku can make them... Yeah, I know, but when you started this whole line of talk about oh. the blue cut coup. I don't think you introduced it as with the blue cut coup. You just said he. And I was like, oh, okay. Normal cut coup throws him straight. Blue cut coup throws him in a little circle and tries to take you out at the same time. Right. Um, uh, another thing that blue cut coup can do. So Ian cut coup can when he goes up at an elevation, he'll fly towards you and then he'll land. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Something that Blue Ian Kaku can do is he will jump up in the air. I don't know how he leads into this, but he'll jump up in the air, do a little flip, fly at you, and then he'll do another flip, fly at you again. And it's really dumb looking because he moves at like two miles per hour. It's really easy to avoid. (laughs) But it's just, it throws you off a little bit because of how slow it is. (laughs) He kind of... He's the whole time he's squawking. He's going, and he's just like, Really slow, flows in, kind of moves by you, kind of flies at a horizontal level, then he spins up in the air, slowly flies at you again, whole time he's squawking, and then he hits the ground and he falls over. It's very, very you weird. You I think the what you're describing there may have been what they added back in the older in games. The old game. Okay. 
Because he didn't yeah. have the conscience before. No, um, they didn't. Um, but I think he did some sort of flying at you move. Mm-hmm. Whereas normal Kutku would only do that once in a while. Mm. He would sort of like fly really low and just sort of land and try to hit you. I think the blue Kaku did that more often and then also sort of did a sort of like a pivot to sort of come at you a second time. But this is a pretty vague memory of this, what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I could be entirely wrong. (laughs) Um, I just like... Blue Kutku was not really... It never felt that different. Yeah. Um, it felt like you needed to have a little bit more sharpness. You had a little bit of tougher hide. And that was it. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't, like, to the caliber of uh, another one that gets a blue variant, which which is uh, Rathalos. The, the Azura Rathalos felt like a total different monster mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, just as far as difficulty goes, I don't think even he got changed up too much. No, um, I think the his main thing was that when he went up and he did the three fireballs where he did his teleporting claw, he would float back down and then he would kind of fly backwards really fast and then come in with his claw again. Mm-hmm. So for everyone who was kind of camped underneath him waiting for him to come down so they could attack him, he wouldn't let you do that. He would then come out and right. try to attack you again, which was kind of a cool counter thing. Um, I think he yeah. also had the in-air nuke, maybe? Or was that just silver? Which is silver. the biggest one. Okay. And then obviously so, as you removed faster than Rathalos and stuff. Yeah, so, but that that felt like a significant upgrade as far as you know, difficulty and Oh yeah, that like, kind of stuff. that's Whereas, the same with Brute Tigrex. His only real thing that he earned was the fact that he could do his crazy roar with the huge vortex of wind in front of him almost instantly all the time. Yet it felt extremely difficult because that was something you aren't used to. Especially mm-hmm. when he'd run at you and fake you out and he'd step back and then he'd roar at you. Right. Um... But yeah, was all, all of that to really say that Blue Kaku doesn't really change up the fight that much. Uh, mm, or at all. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, that's basically kind of everything that I wanted to say on Kaku. Do oh, yeah. you have anything to add? No, not really. I think we'll definitely have more to speak of about Astalos, which will be really interesting. Right. So, um, the next monster we're going to talk about is Astalos. And Astalos is one of the Faded Four. Um, of the Monster Hunter generation. And Faded 4 is in... Um, there's this idea of a flagship monster in every game. Um, the original one, it was Rathalos. The second one, it was Tigrex. And then the expansion was Narga. Uh, Tri was um, Legiacris. And then we moved to the Brachydeus for 3U. Um, and for basically... Sorry, yeah, we, we well, it wasn't, that. That was enough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't want to really... I think it probably went into more than I wanted to, but yeah. um, the the idea is there's a basically, and they're typically on the box art. Now, it's not always true, and it's not going to be true for Monster Hunter World um, for anyone outside of Japan, um, but the flagship monster that they're calling is um, Nergigante, which is the sort of demon-horned-looking 
uh, Elder Dragon that's going to be in the game. Um, the flagship uh, Nergigante, while we're going to see Rothalus on our box art instead. Mm-hmm. Um, the Faded Four were, in Generations, the four flagships. So they decided that there was going to be four flagships. Um, well, because basically there are four regions in the game. Uh, and those regions represent uh, a majority of the previous Monster Hunter games. Since Generations is meant to be a celebration of the series from that point for back. Um, which is kind of interesting because it almost kind of preludes Monster Hunter World mm-hmm. in a way. Because Monster Hunter World is changing things so much. Definitely. So... It's like the final hurrah of the sort of old-style Monster Hunter. Uh, and Ostalos is one of those four, and Ostalos represents uh, Kokuto, or the Gen 1 sort of era of monsters. Now, it is a new monster in the fourth gen, but it's, it comes from the forest and hills, um, and it has all the ties back to Kokuto Village and that kind of stuff, whereas, like, Gameth is second gen, um... Then you have uh, Mitsune, which is the third gen, and then sort of like fourth gen for the other one. But Glavinus. Um <clears throat> But uh, the Ostalos is a flying wyvern, which was pretty much just bird wyverns and flying wyverns in the original Monster Hunter and Elder Dragons. Um, so having a flying wyvern is appropriate considering they were by far the most numerous. Mm-hmm. Um, there hasn't really been a sort of traditional looking uh, lightning element flying wyvern. Mm-hmm. For, and I said traditional looking as in kazoo was the only one for a long time. <laughs> and he's far from... Uh, close to how other Wyverns uh, operate. Um, but even Ocelos, uh operates very differently from other flying Wyverns. Mm-hmm. First of all, his tail is like a scissor. His tail has like these scissors on the end of it, these pinchers. Um, and he tries to snap you with a, that uh, certain attacks. He actually uses his wings, which not a lot of other fly- flying Wyverns do. So he'll slam down and actually use his wings to sort of spread out his attack. Um, but like most fly, uh, most electrical or lightning elemental uh, monsters, he does sort of charge up that electricity. Yeah. Almost all of them, except for Kazoo, do it in some way. Mm-hmm. So, so you get Zenogar with the, the Flurgerbergs that charge up. You get... Um, the guy Chris who charges his crystals on his back and as you when this... he rages will have electricity on his face. Yeah, yeah, but he I I don't really know what that is. The electrical sack working. But Oh yeah. <clears throat> um it kind of describes that Ostalos sort of like vibrates his scales and causes friction and you know. Mm-hmm that would cause a charge and that's kind of how he operates. He also has, um, he's also got this weird horn. That's basically an extension of his beak. So he kind of looks like an ax beak. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he, he he's a very uh, <laughs> uh, like most uh, like most I say again, kazoo excluded, uh, lightning elemental creatures. It's like the sort of rock star of the element. Very uh, very spiky, very uh, dangerous looking. Like imagine like rock stars with like spiky, outrageous hair and that kind of stuff. That's kind of how Astalos is. Um, even his music is even on par with Zenogre as far as like just intense rock. Is it, does um, he actually have? Yeah, he does have some electric guitar in there, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He definitely does. Um, which is fine and all. I I don't I'm not sure he's a great representation of the first gen though. Like if they were to make a new monster to represent the first gen, aside from him being a flying wyvern, I don't really think that was the best one to go with. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I mean, of the faded four, he's the one that fits the most. But like, he's a surprising design to represent the first generation. Yeah. And you know I. Hmm. Astalos is a monster that I, like, loved and hated and loved and hated all the time, mm-hmm. just depending on the day. <laughs> like, some days I would be really excited to fight him because I know him in and out. It's really easy for me to fight him, honestly. Mm-hmm. But when I get into the fight and I'm just using a weapon that's not very mobile, it is very, very hard. If I'm he's like the one monster that I really like using aerial style on. Like I really like aerial charge blade and that's something that I love to use on him. Mm-hmm. Um I it's like if I want to learn how to use aerial on a monster, like or use the aerial of a weapon, I usually use him as a test dummy. Just because it's really easy okay. for me. Um like, when I tried Aerial Hammer after I did that horrible fight I told you about, I went mm-hmm. and I fought him a few times. And it was still terrible, so I decided I wasn't going to use it. But it was still something that I could do and try. Um, I also thought it was interesting because um, one of the things that I... Like, one of the reasons that I don't like it sometimes is if I'm using a weapon that's... It's weird. I can use a really slow weapon and a really fast weapon on him. But if it's anything in between, mm-hmm. it's very hard. I can greatsword the crap out of him. Like, I greatsword Hyper Astalos all the time, and I just, just destroy him completely. Um, I I think I, on the normal one, Verdant Hills, I'm pretty sure I got him under 10 minutes, the Hyper Astalos in high rank, which was really cool. Hmm. Um, and also was extremely difficult to get to that time <laughs> um i think it, it was either it was under one of the thresholds it was either under 10 or under 15 i know that's a big space but it was i felt good about it and that's all that matters to me um yeah and it just it felt right every time he would do certain moves i knew to move around him to the spot and i could hack at him with a great sword um the mechanic of his charging and the fact that you can flinch him out of the charges that he does is really, really satisfying. Um, especially when you're using a crit draw set with Greatsword because you almost always knock him out the first hit. Um, hmm. I think 
like my one problem with him, besides the fact that depending on the day, I just I can't fight him, is the fact that I think his charging effect and the the fact that you can flinch him out of it makes him very easy. Um, oh, okay. It's very easy to break him out of those moves, especially when you have four people. The damage that you do is just ridiculous um, if you have the right armor. And when he goes into rage mode, he charges, I think, high rank and G rank, or no, just G rank, I think. He fully charges himself and he goes into rage mode. Like, immediately. He just kind of goes, whoosh, and then everything's charged up. Um, and when you hit him in that mode, if you hit his wings, he falls over. If you hit him in the face, he flinches. If you hit him in the tail, he flinches. Um, if you mm-hmm. knock them out of the charge. Um, and a lot of people, what they do right at the beginning of the fight is they put him in a shock trap. Um, something that this does is it charges the parts of his body. Yet he sits in the shock yep. trap. So you basically smack him all around while he's in the shock trap. Then he gets out of the shock trap. Oh, look, he's lit up. Oh, but it happens to be his wings. You then immediately knock him over, and then you continue to beat on him. And by the time that's over, someone has probably been able to mount him. Um, because more often than not, a lot of people use aerial. Um, especially me. Mm. Um, when I use charge blade, I could hit him a lot because... I would basically, when he was in the shock trap, charge up my my weapon. Um, he would go in, I would get the files. He would go into his charge mode, his wings would be charged after he got out of the shock trap. And I would use the axe and I'd upswing and, um, you know, <clears throat> forward swing, like vertically at his wings. Mm-hmm. He'd fall over. And then I would charge into red, get the rest of the, my files. And then hop on him and do that instant super over and over again on his face while getting the mount. <laughs> then after you fell out of the mount, you could KO him. And you could do that over and over. Um, because even without the shock trap, he would still be charging himself back up. Because now he was enraged. And you could just yeah. obliterate half of his health in that time. And then after that, it was just the case of fighting him. Um, mm. And this is a very long explanation, but... That was, like, the core way that I was able to beat him so easily. And you could... He's very simple because of the fact that when he charges up his wings, it just makes it easier. Even when he hits you with them, and knocks you really far away, which means you're out of his range, which is also really mm-hmm. nice. Um, they do give you a shock uh, debuff, but it's fine. Um, usually don't get dazed that much by him unless you're fighting the Deviant Asylos and Double Cross, and then he will just trash you completely. Right. So I haven't seen the Deviant Asylos. What has changed with that? So he's got a lot of different things. Um, he, I mean, he has the G rank stuff, so he can do a thing where he will, you know, how he does his forward slam. Well, then he hops back and he does another yeah. forward slam. Okay. Which is really annoying sometimes because usually you can go under his, like, because he has very good hitboxes, so usually you can roll under him when he slams down like that. And you'll roll under him, but then he does it again, and you're usually right in that spot where he can hit you again, which is really annoying unless you have, you know, evasion art. Um, which is not something we'll be seeing in world, so that'll be really interesting for me when I'm trying to click random buttons hoping I can just magically evade everything. Um... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, the Deviant Astalos has a lot of different things. He, basically, the coolest thing that he can do 
is he can make a giant lightsaber out of his forehead. And he slams it down like it's almost like a chainsaw. It's like into the ground. Um, he can slash. I want to say like forty feet in front of him when he does it. Yeah. Um, well, it's important to note that he can do that without uh, deviant. He can do oh, that. Yeah. The, the but original the, uh, one can make the, the original lightsaber. one can do it. He's in the air. He does like a little cool slash. You know, like five feet yeah. distance in front of him and towards the ground. Deviant right. close. He can be standing. He sticks his head up, he gets a giant laser beam, and he slams it down in front of him. And that entire distance, anything that's standing there will be hit. Um, right. Which is terrifying, because it hits really hard. Um, he also does a thing where he can... Um, well, there's another thing that he does in G-Rank that a lot of people haven't seen, if they haven't played Double Cross. Where he'll fly up in the air, and he does a lot of things in the air, but another thing that he can do is... Uh, and this is what the normal... Astalos can do in G-Ring. He can stab his tail into the ground, and then he makes a, an area that he zaps, and it paralyzes the people in that area. Um, okay. Which is very, very annoying. But it's usually not that bad if you're using Adept, you've learned the timing. Him slamming yeah, his tail down, and then you dodging electricity. Um, which is actually really nice, because he puts his tail on the ground, which is really nice to, like, fork trying to cut it. Um, if you're able right. to... You know, I frame the attack, which I'm not sure you can. I mean, someone who's really good, and if they could do that, you'd be able to get right next to his tail and, like, just hit it with a triple charge before he gets it out of the ground. Um, but now that we're through just the normal moves that he gains, and then that big laser move, um, there's a lot of other stuff. He can do... So his electricity that he shoots at you is much different. Um, he can still do the normal zigzagging ones that slash across in front of you, which are really annoying. But he can also do a thing where he shoots these small little balls that are lightning. And they come out really slow, and then they speed up. Okay. So he kind of plants them in a spot, and they go really fast. After just sitting there for kind of a second, they kind of move forward slowly and then fire forward. And that sucks, because he can fire three of... Like, he can fire two... Actually, I think he fires, so you know where he does this little thing where he rolls his head around and then he fires two of those tall laser beams that zigzag. Well, he does that move, except he fires three of these slow, fast things. Um, he can also do a thing where he jumps at you, but he jumps in the air and he flips forward and with his tail he zaps at you with one of those and then lands. It's kind of a way that he hmm. makes distance from you also while attacking. It's very annoying. Um, he can also do something that was very crazy. Um, he can... Basically, he sends out another lightning thing that slowly falls to the ground. And mm -hmm. then once it hits the ground, it becomes a giant orb. And it sucks you in, and you have to run away from it. Which is horrifying, because if you hit it, you take tons of damage. And at the same time, he's also attacking, and most more often than not, he's going to jump in the air and then do his giant slam, where he flies through the air and then goes, and he usually does it right on you. So you're either you're literally stuck between a rock and a hard place, except the rock is a giant laser bomb thing that just hit the ground, and the hard place is this giant wall of monster about to slam down on top of your head. Um, 
it's very intimidating, especially because his like attack uh, damage output is insane, um, and it's very very challenging to avoid. Uh, he has a he's a completely different monster, which is I think what they were going for when they made these deviants because they want them to be fully fleshed out, cool things that we would enjoy mm. to fight, and you know, and he's very very fun, but you get PTSD after you fight him once. Like, I think I fought him three times, and I just couldn't do it. It was just so hard. Yeah. I mean, I think... Wow, that sounds intense. I mean, because I, I was, He's like, already I was able to beat him monster. once, but it was more like I wanted to beat all those deviants once just so I could see Massacre Demon Diablos. Oh. Yeah, it's not fun. I'll eventually get there, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Mas- been- honestly, Massacre is worth it. He's really, really crazy, but when oh, and he's in that mode, it's just so fun. It's scary to be fighting him. He's a completely different monster. Honestly, most of if, the new deviants are. It's very cool. If I if I don't uh, if I don't make it myself, I may just find a video and see how it goes. Yeah, I hope you um, can make it there and see it for yourself. It's very cool. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's I got a lot of other games coming up and. Uh, Double Cross is low on the list. We're less than a hundred days at this point from Monster Hunter World. I just it's it's low on the totem pole just because of it's in Japanese. <laughs> it's the most unfortunate part about it, but I'm still playing here and there. Not not a whole lot though. Um. So as far as anything else, uh, Asylus does. Um, his his roar, I kind of feel like it's very. Um, when you get into that, is very uh, electronic sounding, which kind of makes sense given his element. It's been a, a while since I've heard it, so I don't really have a lot of memory to go on on what it exactly sounds like. <laughs> um, but one thing I did want to get into is a little bit of the ecology of him. That you see with his ecology and generations, um, we don't have many instances where we know that wyverns prey upon other wyverns. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few, uh, or they fight, or that kind of thing. Um, but Ostelos very clearly is trying to attack and kill. Um, other monsters in both the intro video and his ecology. Um, and in his ecology, he succeeds. But uh, he attacks a Rathalos. I think there's... Yeah, he's the one that attacks a Rathalos. The ecology sort of touches on uh, him attacking Rathalos. And then you see... Uh, not the ecology. His in, the intro to the game touches on him attacking and trying to kill and eat Rathalos, but then you also see him kill a lot of Vespoid, which aren't other wyverns, but um, just sort of eating them. But then he attacks a Velocidrome and actually kills and eats that. Um, it's not often that you see that kind of thing. So he's one of the very few that preys upon other wyverns. I think the only other one that we really see actual confirmation of him uh, them being predatory or at least aggressive directly so um is uh Seregius, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, For some reason, I was kept thinking that wasn't his name. <laughs> well, another one I think is the. Uh, oh, what is it? Oh, the uh, Nursilla and Gypsaros. Right. Um, unfortunately, it's another. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is true. It's another. It's one of the very few times we see predation on wyverns. Um, but that's. I guess, I guess that would count, but I, I kind of meant wyvern against wyvern. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be Temnosiren and wyvern. Yes, he is a he is a Temnosiren. Well, he's the Temnosiren. I hope we get hey, more. You, yeah, I was like, who, who knows? I want to see more Jen spiders, has some man. potential. I mean, I hate spiders, but like the monster spiders are cool. Yeah. Um, maybe we get Akura Vashima finally. Mm-hmm. Um, really, which if really you're like not familiar with that, that's a scorpion one from uh, Frontier. Mm, I'd really like to see, you know, some kind of. What if we had a snail? It's just, <laughs> it's just there. It's just like a giant wall of health, and you just kind of like whack at it, it's just moving along. You just kill it before it makes it to the other end of the map. It's a 50 minute time limit. And you better hope that you have enough damage output to kill him before then. He's just—he doesn't do anything. He doesn't attack. He just oozes along, or maybe his trail is well, like get, acid and it kills you. or Something I don't know. You kind of just describe Leo Shun. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> what if it? What if it was like a? It was like a national race thing where you had to like kill him in the least amount of inches across the area. They measure it. Well, I think it'd be interesting to say your first experience with him, just because your first experience is kind of cool, trying to get the egg, you know? Do you want to start out? Or um, so, me? it's actually, yeah, yeah, I can start out. So it's actually really cool, the um, the first way that you really meet Astalos, just like the other Faded Four, is in a quest where you have to do something very simple and definitely not anything to do with those monsters. Um, I'd argue egg carrying is not simple, but... <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Um, but, you know, like, you're not expecting to go and fight a giant monster that you're not ready for. And mm -hmm. in this, you're supposed to go and fight... Or you're supposed to go grab these eggs and bring them back, and when you run into the area where the eggs are, there's a giant... Um, Astalos, which is this crazy bladed monster. It's like all sharp and it's got all these kind of spiky parts on it. And it's a little... Like, it's just laying down there. It's sleeping. And you're supposed to walk up there and grab an egg next to it. And when you haven't done much in that game, that is scary. That's really scary. Um, I remember I went in there with... I think I was using the hammer. Or the gun lance. Might have been the gunlets. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember walking in, and I didn't touch it. I just grabbed an egg, and it ran away. Um, and then the second time, I went back, and I said, you know what? I'm going to fight this thing. I don't know if it was still sleeping or what, but I think it was still in that area. And I fought it for a long time. Um, in those quests, the health of the monster is much higher than normal. Um, it's like high rank tier in a low rank quest when you have no damage coming out of your weapons. And it's very intimidating, especially because you also don't have any defense, so they wreck you completely. Um, yeah. But it was super duper fun. 
Um, I remember that I cut off his tail and I broke his wings. Um, I don't think I ever broke his head um, because I was too scared to get near it because everything was attacking in the front. But I did mm-hmm. end up killing him, which was really cool. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people, when they first saw him, they avoided him. But was that what you did or did you actually try to kill him? So my first encounter is uh, same way the egg carrying quest that you do. Um, I saw uh, so at this point um, I don't know if it's just because I tend to go sequentially top to bottom on the quest list um, and I think that makes him the third faded four that you encounter if you just go top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already knew that this was supposed to be a please don't kill me quest and not a please don't kill me is in like, Oh, you shouldn't. It's like, it's just a harder version of the monster than it should be. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. So my interaction with him the first time was picking up the egg, booking it for the cliffs and the next mm-hmm. area, him dropping in uh, the area after that mm-hmm. and making, making a roar, um, which I thankfully was far enough away that I didn't get the earplug effect. Yeah. Um, and I walked out. That I mean, it was literally my first encounter with him. Uh, I had no interest in fighting him because I knew it was just going to be stupidly long and I didn't want to do it. Um, but when I actually did first fight him, I wrecked him pretty hard with my charge blade. Nice. Um, it wasn't, and you know, he's like appropriate level at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I got hit a couple times, but the one that really surprised me is his his drop down and slam down with his arms. Yeah, he's a really uh, strange timing for it because he floats down kind of slow, but then he kind of teleports to the ground really fast. It's like <laughs> he's like still like twenty yeah. feet off the ground, and then he hits really hard. Um, um so I managed to dodge it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, without really any problems. And then I, I sort of understood what was going on. Um, and then I was able to block it. So I never actually got hit by it. I was just surprised. I was like, oh, wow, he's actually using his arms. Yeah. He's actually using the wings. So I was actually kind of happy to see that. Yeah, one of my favorite moves um, he does is when he kind of flies back and does that. Instead of doing the big slam, he smashes his wings forward as he runs forward. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I didn't find my first encounter with him, even fighting him, to be that that memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember it. It's just like, uh, it's not that he's like a bad monster. It's just that, like, I don't know. It, it wasn't, I like him, but it didn't leave any sort of uh, lasting impression aside from his music. I did okay. enjoy his yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, his music time. is very good. So, but yeah, um, uh, something I wanted to mention though, just because of what I had said before about how I like to fight it with Ariel. When I started out MHGen, um, I focused mainly on using. I didn't really use Hammer at this point. I think I was still using a lot of the Charge Blade with Guild. Um, and then I used. Sword and Shield, because I thought that was very interesting. And I used. Um, the gun lance. And I was using the gun lance on him, but what I did was I used aerial gun lance. 
For those of you that have not used Aerial Gun Lance, it is a very, very well-rounded um, attack style. Um, it's like Gun Lance, except it feels much more mobile because you actually do have, in some way, an advance forward. Um, you can combo between your charge forward where you run and then swing your uh, lance up, or you can mm -hmm. hop forward, which is similar to the kind of jump roll animation you get when you're using aerial with other weapons, but in this you just kind of jump forward with your, um, I guess because it's kind of hard to roll when you're holding a gun lance. Um, right. You kind of like, yeah, you kind of leap, like leap forward. Um, and one of the things you can do is you can jump, you can shell, a single shell in the air, and then you can slam down your gun lance. And one mm -hmm. of the early gun lances, I can't remember which one it was, that I used, it was a wide gun lance, I think. Or it was a long gun lance. Um, so the shell was actually doing a fair amount of damage. Um, so it was really useful because I could do a lot of damage to his wings and knock him down. Um, and also I could block his big, huge attacks, which were terrifying. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, I remember learning the timing of when he slams his wing down that I could jump off of them. And then after he slams, he kind of swings his arm up around. Like he kind of is like stretching back, like, okay, I just did that. Um, and as he jumps and does that, you can actually get the shot off and the slam on it. And I was able to knock him down a lot, and that was one of the things that kept me safe. Also, you can, because he is similar to Rathlos and things like that, um, he doesn't really have many attacks that he can di attack directly underneath him. Um, unless he leaps right. backwards and he slams down. So I felt very safe being able to get under him and stab his legs until he tripped. Um, and it was very... It was interesting because I could learn what I needed to do as I went through it. Um, but I think overall it right. was a very fun fight. Yeah. He's fun. I just... I don't know. He didn't... Didn't grab you. Yeah, he, I think Glavinus is the only faded for the. I mean, now actually, I think Oslos is the only one that didn't, because <laughs> I, I, I do like him, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just think I like the other three better. Um, yeah, I, it's it, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. It's just like I think I dislike the other ones better. I don't know how else to explain it. No, that's fine. Um, like that's that's kind of how I feel about. Which is kind of weird. It's like it's kind of a mix of how I feel between Glavinus and Mitsuzune, because mm -hmm. on one hand Mitsuzune is really cool, but the actual fight's kind of boring, and Mitsuzune is really annoying to me. Especially in G-Rank, it's horrifying. Um, it's but they made some changes to it that are really weird. But that's something we can talk about when we get to talk about that probably on another podcast. Um, but just in general, um, Gamoth and Astalos are the most interesting to me. Gamoth isn't as fun to fight, but the aesthetic of it is really cool. And Astalos mm. is just, I think, all around is very fun, very cool looking. Um, but again, that's my opinion. I gotcha. I guess we move on to the final question. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, if you given the choice, which one would you date, an Astos or a Kekyo? Hmm. Well, <laughs> on one hand, one is smaller, and it's a weird chicken thing. Yeah. But on the other hand, the other one will like could like electrocute you. Mm-hmm. So well, don't no. forget, Kaku could burn you. True, he could burn me. But like, you know, with love, there's always like a spark, right? So. I don't know how much of a spark I want, but at least there is a spark with Astelos, literally. Um, I mean, it also has, like, the stained glass windows wings, which are really cool. Um, I want to, I want to say, like, it depends. Are we thinking date as in, like, Hank? I don't know. It's, it's the generic question that we went through several times. (laughs) If it was like run off in the sunset and hang out with it because you're happy together, then yeah. I probably want to hang out with Kutku because I know Kutku can get its food for itself and I don't have to worry about like buying things for it. But Astelos is yeah. like so needy and he's all those bugs that it has to eat, you know, all those Vespoids that somehow don't. Ex- oh, wait a minute. Of course I'm going to date Astelos because she can the knock Vespoids. all the Vespoids out of the air and they don't explode. I could make so much yeah. money. I could be, I could be a like a gold digger. I like, I'll be yeah, a trophy, I, what? A trophy husband, trophy hunter, trophy hunter. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Whole new meaning to trophy hunter. Oh my goodness. Aside from the PSN, I did stuff. <laughs> I never. Wow, I was not expecting to get to this point when we started talking about this, but yeah, Astalus one hundred percent now. Okay, um, I think that. Given Kutku and I's history, um, <laughs> I would be tempted to say Kutku, mm-hmm. um, but Kutku is entirely unreliable, um, and you cannot trust him, and he's just a goofball, and he's just going to get himself and everyone hurt, so <laughs> I'm going to say Ocelus. Well, maybe there's another side of this. Um, like, which one would you rather have in battle? Because if you think about it, <laughs> Astelos is going to take you out and everyone. Because he is so, like, if it was the deviant Astelos, and he would just kill everybody. It wouldn't even matter. He just hits everything. Well, I think, um, I think really the, uh, the, the thing there would just be to wear the Gypsorous armor. Then you'd be fine. Very true. Yeah. Or, Why doesn't or just, uh, just negate electricity attacks? I mean, come on. Uh, that would be the meta. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I think that's why, though. It would just be a little too powerful. Like if you're fighting Kieran, oh my goodness, that'd be so easy. I mean, granted, you still take physical damage from the monsters. Yeah, but um, would you take damage from them? I mean, I guess we have something right, going on. Yeah, I mean, we can walk in a shock trap and not care. Right. Well, I mean, we can already do that, but well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's about that's about it for me. It was pretty, just like I don't think uh, Kaku is reliable. <laughs> so yeah, because it's like, hey, go get groceries, and then I don't know, it could just like get its head stuck in the ground somewhere. Then again, I'm not sure yeah. Astalos would go get groceries anyway. And also, they're both animals and probably don't think about what groceries are. Probably don't know what groceries are. So this is kind of a useless question. 
It's just supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overthinking this. Yeah, maybe a little. A little bit. Um, okay, so I, I think that about wraps us up. So okay, yeah. Thank you, Hunters, for joining us on the Hunter Tub. Uh, and remember, we'll see you next quest. Make sure you get those Banabra shells. Wait, wait, isn't it the wings? Wait, which one? Do you, what's, what's the rare one? What's the rare one? They're both kind of rare. Okay, and also the wings. Woo! Thank you for joining us today, Hunters. You can catch our latest episodes on SoundCloud, and everything else you can catch on Reddit, Google Drive Download, and YouTube.